Today, I want to talk about a topic I hear almost no one talking about, why churches should tap into the creator economy. And I'll share five ways that pastors and churches can put the power of the creator economy to work for them. Let's get started. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the More Than a Pastor show. I'm Rich Avery, your host. This is where we help you take your skills, experience, and ministry know-how and leverage them into sustainable income outside the church through a business or side hustle that's right for you so you can serve God and provide for your family no matter what. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really glad to see you. If you're new to the show, you can learn more about me, get the show notes for today's episode, and download some free resources to help you grow your income and build financial security. It's all over at my website at morethanapastor.com slash 45 for episode 45. So what comes to your mind when you hear the phrase creator economy? Do you immediately think of some Instagram influencer or a TikToker or a YouTuber with hundreds of thousands of followers? Or how about a pastor recording himself reading the Bible one chapter a day and sharing it as a podcast? Or what about someone who sells crafts on Etsy? Or maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about when I say creator economy. Well, never fear, because in today's episode, I'm going to explain exactly what the creator economy is, why churches should tap into it, and I'll share five ways that pastors and churches can profit from it. So first, what is the creator economy? At its simplest, the creator economy has been described as the rise of creators of all kinds who are earning money from their work. Yes, we often think first of influencers on Instagram or YouTube or social media, but creators can also include writers, photographers, videographers, crafters or makers, bloggers, podcasters, authors, speakers, coaches. A creator is really anyone who makes something and puts it online, builds a community of engaged fans, and earns money from their fans. I'm a creator. Bloggers and podcasters you follow are creators. And if you're a pastor, guess what? You're a creator too. Not sure what I mean? Well, we'll talk more about that in just a moment. I believe the creator economy could also be called the community economy or the connect, or the connection economy because people today are hungry for connection and they're looking for community. They don't just want to buy a product or a service from someone. They want a connection with them. They want to be part of a community that's built around a common interest or need or value. Did you know the global creator economy is booming right now? Last year, it generated over $100 billion in income. There are at least 50 million people worldwide who consider themselves content creators with about 17 million creators here in America. I'd like to share six basic ways that creators can make money. First, a creator can sell their own product or service, and that could be a physical product or perhaps coaching or courses or lessons. A second way that a uh, 
creators can earn money is through affiliate income by promoting someone else's product. So as a creator, you don't even actually have to create your own thing. You could promote other people's things and earn a commission uh, from doing so. Okay, the third thing is uh, creators can sell their own branded merch. Like my uh, oldest daughter, she follows a creator called Girly Pop. And uh, she bought one of Girly Pop's sweatshirts. And uh, I think she's got a few other people she's following as well. And she's bought some of their merch. So selling branded merch is another way that creators can make money. Fourth way that's very common is a membership community. I'm a member of several communities myself, and I've talked about that here in previous episodes. There are several different people I follow, whether it's John Stange Platform Launchers or or the Entree Pastors community or 48 Days to the Work You Love community or Market Your Message community. Those are different membership communities that I'm a part of, and I'm working on launching my own membership community for more than a pastor as well. Uh, the fifth way that uh, creators can earn income is from tips or patronages. So uh, maybe you've seen a link on my website for buying me a coffee. That's a way that someone like you could give me a tip and say, hey, I value what Rich is creating and producing here. I love what he's doing. And so I'd love to give him five bucks and buy him a coffee. Or um, some people have a Patreon um, membership on their site or a way that people can, can give money through Patreon as well. So tips or patronages, that's another way that people can earn income. And then the sixth way is through sponsorship or ads. Sometimes you might hear a podcast where there's a sponsor who's sponsoring the show, or maybe there's advertising, or sometimes people become a brand ambassador where a company pays them money to specifically talk about and promote their specific products uh, all over that influencers channel. Uh, Every video, every blog, every Instagram thing is always about this product and how great it is or whatever. So, So there are, again, six basic ways. Sell your own products or services, become an affiliate and promote someone else's, sell your own branded merch, uh, become a launch your own membership community. Um, have a way that people can give you tips or or can be a patron of your site, and then also uh, have sponsorships or ads. I'd say a lot of times when people think about becoming a creator or an influencer, they go right to that last one. I want to have a big sponsorship. I want to have these ads. I want to get six figures a year from a sponsor. And for most creators that's not going to happen because you need millions or hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers to be able to earn that kind of income. But everyone can sell their own product or service. Everyone can uh, promote someone else's and become an affiliate for someone else's product or service. Everyone can develop their own membership community and have a way that someone can tip you on your site. Uh, or you could have your own branded merch. I don't know if I'll ever have more than a pastor t-shirts or coffee mugs someday. I don't know. Maybe you've got an idea of something that I could do. But um, some creators, platforms lend themselves more to merch than others. But anyway, I hope you get the idea that it's way more than sponsorships, which is what most people think about when they think about becoming a creator. But look, today, everyone can be a creator. Anyone can become a creator if you have a message or a product to share. Back in the old days, there were gatekeepers. If you wanted to 
launch your own radio show, you had to get on a radio station and you had to get advertising and you had to to uh, maybe even pay money to be able to do that or, or get like thousands of dollars coming in from advertisers. But today, you or I could have our own radio show as our own podcast. Or in the old days, you had to uh, find a publisher who would be willing to publish your book if you wanted to be an author and Maybe they would pay you an uh, advance, and then they would pay you some royalties. But, but authors um, in the old days, it's like authors really. It was the opportunities were very few, very slim for someone to become a published author. But today, with self-publishing and with Amazon print on demand, anyone can become an author. Anyone can write a book and put it out there for people to purchase. So there's no gatekeepers today. You don't have to wait and ask for permission from someone to say, you can be a creator. If you need someone to say that, let me say it for you. My friend, you can be a creator. And in fact, you already are a creator, whether you know it or not. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. But today, everyone has the same opportunity to create and the same opportunity to earn money. You don't even have to be uh, original to be a creator. You don't even have to create your own new content. You can take someone else's content. You can curate other people's content, even repackage it and make it your own. But actually, that's exactly what Stephanie Beggs did. Last week, maybe you saw it, there was a news headline about a nurse who made $2 million from her side hustle. I had to click to learn uh, and read that story and learn how she did that. In an interview, Stephanie Beggs explained um, that um, that she fell into this opportunity. She said, it was very unintentional. I got started selling my notes when I graduated from nursing school. I was studying the board's exam, what we call NCLEX for nursing, and it was right when the pandemic happened, so I had no one to study with. So I would teach myself to the wall, and I would record it, and then I would post it onto social media and people loved it. Then they asked to buy my study sheets. So then I created a shop that eventually became viral. And yeah, so now I sell study sheets. I passed the boards a long time ago, and now I sell them for students who are approaching the boards exam and taking tests in nursing school. So she had this, uh, this situation where she was in nursing school. She was preparing for the NCLEX. And there was a product or a service that she wished she had. And because it wasn't available for her because of COVID, she decided to create it for herself. But then she quickly realized that what she created for herself was something that other people needed and wanted as well and were willing to pay her for. So she began selling her notes back in June of 2020. And she surpassed $2 million in profits in just two years later in 2022. That, my friend, is the creator economy in a nutshell. Here's a person who had some type of message or content that could benefit others. She saw a need for it, born out of her own experience. She decided to share that message or that content in a way that worked for her. She was creating videos. That's what she liked to do. And then she decided to create some helpful products, which was her notes, which people were willing to buy. She didn't need someone to give her permission. She didn't wait until she had a certain level of professional success. She simply decided to share something she wished she had when she was going through nursing school that could have helped her 
and she began to share this content consistently, and others found out about it and decided to join her community. And they developed a connection with her, and they were willing to buy what she was offering because they trusted her. They knew that it had helped her, and it would help them succeed as well. Believe me, anyone can do something just like that, even pastors. In fact, guess what? Pastors are the ultimate creators. We were born for the creator economy because not only do we know how to create consistent content each and every week for our sermons, classes, workshops, devotionals, whatever, but we know how to deliver these in written form and through speaking. And many of us are already sharing uh, things like this online on YouTube or other, um, other streaming platforms. Plus, as pastors, we're all about building community and making meaningful connections with others. My friend John Stange is a great example of this. John has had a habit of reading the Bible one chapter a day for his own personal spiritual growth. Several years ago, he decided to record himself reading his chapters each day and adding a little musical bed to it, and then he would share it as a daily podcast episode. So he was already reading a chapter a day for himself. Why not share it with others, right? Today, the chapter a day audio Bible with Pastor John Stange has had millions of downloads. You'll probably notice something interesting here, but in case you missed it, I'll mention it now. John did not create the Bible, nor did he divide it into chapters. But what he's doing is he's curating the Bible. He's repackaging each chapter into a daily audio reading for those who would enjoy hearing it as a podcast while they're exercising or driving the kids to school or having their morning coffee or breakfast or who knows what. Then John began to record his weekly sermons and he posted them as a weekly podcast. So another podcast with just his sermons. And then he realized he could repackage all of his sermon series into book form. And, and he, he has sold many of those books on Amazon. So now when his millions of listeners tune in for their daily Bible reading, John invites them to go to his website, desirejesus.com, where they'll find his books and other resources to aid them in their spiritual growth. Starting out as a creator, John was able to supplement his ministry salary very nicely. But within a couple of years, he's now replaced his salary many times over each year. And now John helps other people uh, build and grow their own profitable platforms through his Platform Launchers membership community. I've been a member of that for over a year. I'd love for you to join me in that community. And you can learn more by going to morethanapastor.com slash platform. So now I want to share six reasons why I think the church should embrace the creator economy. Reason one, number one, we're living in the creator economy now. And it's really just getting started. In fact, Gen Zers and younger millennials, the generations that the church is rapidly losing, were native born into the creator economy. In fact, I just read uh, this past week that more than a third of Gen Zers say they want to become a YouTube creator. Okay, reason number two, the creator economy is centered around community and connection. So is the church. In an age when people are abandoning traditional churches, they're still flocking to communities they trust. 
The church could tap into this creator economy to reconnect with people it is losing in other ways. Okay, number three, the inflation budget gap has effectively reduced the average family's income by $500 a month due to rising prices for everything. And this means that church staff and congregants need to find new ways to bridge these budget gaps that they're experiencing. And and this also, uh, this rising inflation and, and declining income can also result in declining giving for churches. Number four, churches could tap into the creator economy to generate new revenue streams and move beyond the traditional church funding model of receiving tithes and offerings, which, as we know, is in decline for many churches. Okay, number five, pastors could create their own income streams to supplement or even replace their own ministry income if needed. And lastly, number six, church multiplication will depend on co-vocational pastors creating their own income outside the church. That's exactly why I've launched the More Than a Pastor platform and why I've made it my mission to help pastors discover the best ways to leverage your ministry know-how into sustainable income outside the church through a business or a side hustle that's right for you so you can serve God and provide for your family no matter what. Well, next, let me share five ways that I think pastors and churches can profit from the creator economy. Number one, uh, pastors or, or churches could create, could launch a creator club to engage Gen Zers and millennials and others in your community who have launched or who want to launch their own platforms. And you can celebrate the creators who are already in your church and I bet chances are good you already have someone or more than one person in your church who's got their own podcast or YouTube channel or TikTok or whatever. So you can begin to engage the people in your community and in your church family who are creators or who want to become creators and give them an opportunity to build community, share how-tos, help those that are new to get started. Uh, So that's number one, create a club where people, where you can engage the creators in your church family and community. Okay, idea number two is to create an incubator space or a co-working space within your church building. You could rent out space or you could uh, sell memberships for people to give them a space to have their own office, to meet with others, to work on their own projects and to launch their businesses. Some churches are beginning to do this, beginning to repurpose their space, even providing coffee shops or things like that, a third space for people to come together and meet. And with more people working remotely than ever before, more people launching out as freelancers, doing their own business, people are looking for these connecting places, and your church could offer that to them. Okay, idea number three is to launch one or more income streams to benefit your own church. And here are just a couple of examples. Some churches record their own worship albums uh, with their own original songs, and then they sell those. And some of the songs we sing in churches today are from are written by other churches in their communities. It's, those songs have grown out of their experiences. They've put it out there for the world, and now you're probably seeing them in your church today. So that's just one uh, simple, easy way that many churches are uh, creating income 
to help provide for their church through their own music and creating their own worship album. Uh, I've known uh, another church that created their own staffing agency because they became really great at hiring people for their church. And so they decided, how could we take this gift that we or knack that we seem to have and help other churches in their hiring process? So if if there's something like that that you're great at, maybe it doesn't have to be staffing, maybe it's fundraising, maybe it's some other aspect of church ministry. But if there's something that your church is awesome at, find a way that you could leverage that and monetize that and create an income stream for your church as a result. Uh, A third uh, idea is some churches are beginning to offer their own Bible institute or seminary, and so they're getting people from their church family or community, or even if it's online, people across the world, to enroll in their program to learn the Bible or theology or whatever, depending on whatever the, the type of program it is, but that's another way that churches are helping to equip people for ministry or further their own um, enrichment in in their own personal spiritual growth uh, or Bible knowledge, and also as a way to produce income for the church. Okay, number four, churches can encourage pastors and staff to create their own income streams outside the church. And I think there's a lot of benefit for this. First, it helps pastors become more fulfilled and and more well-rounded because no one job or ministry as great as it is, taps into all of our skills, talents, experiences, uh, passions. And so helping pastors create their own uh, income stream outside the church can can help them feel more fulfilled in that way. But it also helps create more income for the, the pastor. And that's important because as church income is declining, as tithes and offerings are declining, many churches are struggling financially and are needing to cut back on staff. And so If you've got a full-time pastor that needs to become part-time, it would behoove you to find a way that they can create income outside the church to be able to bridge that gap. Did I just use the word behoove on a podcast? (laughs) I think that's probably the first time. Not sure I'll ever do it again. That seems like a pretty old word, doesn't it? But uh, hey, I just had a good laugh at myself right there. Hope you did as well. It would behoove you to do so. And then uh, another reason why it's great for pastors, I think, to create income outside the church is it gets them outside the walls of the church. As you're engaging with other people in the community, you are uh, connecting with people you might not connect with otherwise, gives you opportunities to rub shoulders with people without wearing your pastor hat. And I just think that benefits pastors and churches in this culture and climate that we find ourselves in now more than ever. Number five, I would encourage you to rethink your discipleship and connection strategies with the creator economy in mind. How could you use a podcast or TikTok or YouTube videos or social media to deliver your discipleship content? How can you foster connections and share content that you want to share in ways that people are more readily able to consume it? People aren't Not everyone's wanting to sit through an hour-long sermon anymore. How can you break it down into into snippets, into things that you can uh, feed them throughout the week? How can you uh, just take the strengths of this creator economy and apply it to what you're doing in the church and help you to be more effective in reaching the people that are more geared toward the creator economy today? Again, the Gen Zers and Millennials are basically native-born in this creator economy. How can you speak their language and help connect with them in a way that uh, maybe you wouldn't have thought of otherwise? Well, what do you think? 
I would love to hear your feedback on this. Have you already embraced the creator economy through your own side hustle or through things your church is already doing? Can you see how this could benefit you as a pastor and your church? Do you know what you would do if you wanted to launch your own creator platform? Do you have any idea how you'd get started or what you would do? If not, let me just uh, share a quick tip with you. You could easily start by just making a list of everything that you know how to do, like to do, could do for someone else, or could teach someone else how to do. Just make that list. Could be 20, 30, 50 things. That'll just help get you started on maybe uh, what could be a a niche that you could pursue to create a platform on. And uh, if you need more help with that, I'd love to uh, engage with you in our More Than a Pastor community on Facebook. I'd like to share some tips and resources there that can help you launch your own platform, grow your income, and build financial security. So I'd invite you to join me in the More Than a Pastor community on Facebook. You can find it by going to morethanapastor.com slash Facebook, and it'll direct you right to our Facebook page, and uh, you just need to click to join. And uh, I would love to see you there and get to know you and get your feedback on this episode and see how we can work together to build our platforms, to grow our income, and to build financial security. Well, that's it for today's show. Before we go, would you do me a favor and hit like, share, or subscribe if you haven't already done so? Also, what topics would you like me to cover in a future episode? Please let me know. Until next time. Remember that you are more than a pastor. Saying yes to God's call doesn't mean you have to say yes to feeling stuck, broke, or unfulfilled in your life and ministry. Let's work together and help you create the life, impact, and income that you were made for.